You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for uh, listening to our program here this morning, or I should say watching our program as well. Uh, we have with us our next guest. He is from a group called the Patients' Rights Action Fund, and the guest is Ian McIntosh. Ian, are you with us? He is. I can see him. Ian, Mr. McIntosh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. There you go. Hi. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, thank you so much for taking some time uh, to join us this morning. Um, tell us a little bit about, let's start up at the top. I guess, suppose that's a good place to, to start at the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, before we get into you and what you're going to be doing, tell us a little bit about Patient, Patients' Rights Action Fund. Uh, well, the Patients' Rights Action Fund is a um, leading national, nonpartisan, secular, single-issue organization um, that exists to protect the rights of patients and people with disabilities, uh, the elderly, uh, people who experience poverty, uh, from the deadly harm and, and discrimination inherent in assisted suicide laws. Uh, we advocate against the legalization of assisted suicide um, and for uh, high-quality, uh, multidisciplinary end-of-life care and services and supports uh, for all. I can tell by the uh, organization. You're a Canadian, aren't you? Did you say out and uh, about for us? I can tell you. <laughs> That's a telltale side, isn't it? Yeah, good, good catch. I, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have to go to the, uh, the default boot in the boot in order for uh, to, in order to <laughs> yeah. be outed. Yeah, right, um, right. Go ahead. You're from Canada then? So I am, I am from Ontario, Canada. Um, I, was, I was born in Toronto. And... Um, uh, my experience um, there has, has certainly left me with a point of view that's 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 important. I think for American listeners, um, as it relates to um, healthcare equity um, and the um, you know when balancing complex considerations of self determination, autonomy, um, and informed consent within the, the dangerous and discriminatory practice of assisted suicide. Um, um, so if if I may, yep, um, um, I, I, I want to I want to stress the importance um, that um, you know Prav's goal is to end a dangerous and discriminatory uh, public policy of assisted suicide, um, and um, that we we've, we've certainly made strides um, uh, in, in doing that um, assisted suicide is um, legal in nine states and in the District of Columbia. And another way of looking at it is that it's not legal in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, um, it affects um, uh, the poor and the disabled in a, a disproportionate fashion. Um, and that's, I think that's important to note, too, in that the, you know, the CDC um, uh, states that there's 61 million people with disabilities and with today's um, economic realities uh, touching all of our lives um, attention um, to this uh, to this issue is uh, more vital than it's ever been and um, um, uh, having your listeners 
um, engage in the problem uh, and help in the fight is um, really why uh, um, I'm here today. And so the, the new focus of the position of the Deputy Coalition's Director for Disability Outreach um, centers on elevating the disability community's voice uh, in this civil rights concern. Um, and so we're, 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 we speak to national um, agencies, organizations, and uh, through broad-based coalition group, left and right, all faiths, um, those without um, um, a, re a religion per se, um, are involved in the collective effort um, to abolish this deadly and uh, discriminate, discriminatory uh, policy. Yeah, thank you. thanks for that. I, um, you know, you're talking to somebody who's in Illinois and Chicago. Uh, we have not yet seen legislation uh, that would allow for physician-assisted suicide, but it's been talked about <clears throat> a lot. Um, you know, kind of behind the scenes. And as you are aware of the group Compassion and Choices, which is a very well-funded organization, they are m making some uh, inroads on, on local community groups here, uh, organizing. I, I don't know. It's hard for us to gauge how uh, successful th they are or how widespread it is. I know there's pockets usually kind of in university towns like in Bloomington where Illinois State is, uh, Champaign, University of Illinois, I know they've been up there, down there. And, and I know there's been a pockets of the Chicago land where they're, they're starting to organize. And uh, my responsibility is to stay close to the legislature and, and, and there's been no legislation yet, but we anticipate there will be a bill next year. So far in Illinois, we've had fairly uh, strong participation from the disability rights groups. But as strong as it's been, it, uh, my gut is that, and my sense is that it could be even stronger because that is such an important voice in this debate. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, you have connections, I, I assume, to sort of the national organizations. And as you see your role, is that in trying to persuade the national organizations to get in contact their state chapters? Is that, is that how you hope to, to proceed, or is there some other way that you hope to get the disability rights groups more involved? Uh, correct. That, um, that is part and parcel um, of, of, of the role's aim to, um, uh, to, to involve um, um, coalitions, uh, uh, um, groups at every level, um, you know, national uh, and local, um, to join in the effort in approaching legislators to um, uh, clarify, to, to spotlight the inherent dangers of, of, of assisted suicide. Um, um, you know, obviously dis discrimination is, uh, danger and discrimination are the words that we would want repeated um, mm -hmm. uh, often. Um, so to give an idea perhaps to your listeners that, that may not uh, be familiar with the, with the, um, with the issue, um, you know, discrimination comes in the form of, of access uh, to e health care equity, access to equal health care. Um, so if, if one person walks in with a suicidal ideation, uh, you know, I want mm -hmm. to die, um, and they're, they're viewed to have, you know, a, a, a disability, um, and another person walks in, uh, not viewed to have a disability, but similarly dispositioned, the person with the disability is going to be, quote-unquote, counseled um, into uh, receiving 
uh, assisted suicide as just another option in a fair and just health care system, whereas the person without the disability is going to receive suicide prevention services. <laughs> that seems uh, inherently discriminatory um, and is inherently discriminatory, and it's a reality. Um, if I can perhaps cite an example. Yes. Um, a woman by the name of Stephanie Packer, um, just after California had legalized assisted suicide, uh, she's a mother of four. She was um, diagnosed with um, you know, stage four debility and cancer, and uh, her insurer wouldn't provide her the option of treatment, but without her, her request, sent her the option to receive assisted suicide in that it's cheaper to kill you than it is to cure you if you have a disability. Um, and lest the, um, you know, our, our audience think that this, is, this will only ever be relegated to those with disability, there, there's a connection between being disabled and being poor. Um, you're, you're twice as likely um, uh, to, to be poor um, when you have a disability. Um, now, I mentioned that I was from Canada, um, and we often hear this term slippery slope and proponents like, um, you know, Compassion and Choices, formerly known as the Hemlock Society, would have you believe um, that the safeguards that are in place are stringent. And, you know, in the, depending on which state they are, uh, uh, you know, in the week, um, you know, one state seems to be more restrictive in their legislation than the state they were at previously, uh, raises a number of questions. So in the, in the Canadian example, um, assisted suicide was um, going to be relegated um, to the very few, if it, if it was ever at all accessed, it was just going to be a choice amongst other choices. Um, that has since gone down the slippery slope. So starting next year, March 17, 2023, if you have a mental illness, and by mental illness, um, really it's, it's a, a condition that you consider acceptable. Um, you may apply for um, physician-assisted suicide, you know, under the, uh, the more banalized term medical aid and dying or made. Uh, case in point, um, there was a recent article published by Vice in which a Canadian man who has been an uh, environmental activist um, once has applied for MAID um, under the uh, condition that he's suffering from um, extreme eco-anxiety, so fear of the, of the climate that's coming. Um, and he wants to be able to, you know, uh, avail himself of, of the kind of, of death he wants, um, you know, with this oncoming, un oncoming mm -hmm. climate catastrophe. But when a person can, so it's no longer just for, and, and the government has, um, the Canadian government um, did a cost-benefit uh, analysis to that effect. Sure. Where um, you know the parliamentary budget officer uh, office uh, parliament um, basically weighed out that it, it is similar to um, healthcare providers. A government audited and noted that it's cheaper to kill Canadians than it is to sustain them. Um, another example is a woman in Ontario who recently opted for "quote unquote" medical aid and dying physician-assisted suicide is its proper name. Um, because she had multiple chemical sensitivities and couldn't find housing uh, for two years. So the Canadian government deemed that 
you know, she, this woman who likely paid into the system all of her life wasn't worth um, relocating and uh, sustaining her life. Um, and this is coming to the states in one form or another. You've got people who, uh, you know, have, have the psychological certain illnesses, um, anorexia. Um, you look at rheumatoid arthritis or, or, or diabetes. These can all be fatal, quote-unquote, terminal illnesses if you fail to avail yourself of, of the mitigating factors of, of, of the medicines that are available to sustain your life. So we see that the, the quote-unquote, safeguards are always invariably and um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 pushed to open up to the availability of whatever the request of the person may be, so that eventually um, it's going to simply be death on demand. Um, and uh, again, to, to push the point even further, the next step uh, in this slope, at least in Canada, is um, to make the option of assisted suicide available to quote-unquote mature minors. It's an interesting point when considering, you know, executive decision-making uh, faculties don't, you know, yeah. come, into the, come into the fore until later on. But the government is willing to, you know, include children into the conversation. Um, and in the States, um, that's, uh, we've seen uh, um, a, a constant um, easement of those same advertised safeguards that would, um, it, when, we, when we look at the numbers, don't bear out. There's a lot of work to be done in this area, and uh, I, I'm I'm glad when I when I read the announcement that Patients' Rights Action Fund had hired you to join because I, I I think you also have some personal experience with this area area. I think you were a caregiver for a person um, and an elderly person, so I, I think you you come from a really unique position to be able to help articulate some of these policy arguments and and what we look forward to. Uh, Mr. McIntosh is working with you to help, you know, pr- uh, uh, put a face uh, on these issues. We do have some people in Illinois who have been fairly active in this area, but as I said to you earlier, m- my sense is that th- I think there's others out there uh, who could really help. Uh, and and Illinois is one of those states where um, it's a big state, and it, it's it very it varies a lot between you know the Chicago land area and downstate. But uh, I think our ability to get to particularly urban lawmakers is probably going to distinguish whether we, we succeed or fail and uh, stop in this effort. And so the disability community can be clearly, you know, a very, very vital, plays a vital role in, in our efforts to reach out to them. Absolutely. I mentioned Stephanie Packer. Um, she's, a, she's a champion. She's a hero. She turned down the option four times. Um, so the, the, your audience um, should know that the that um, the proponents are aggressive. Yep. Um, they are uh, by hook or crook um, looking to, to to push laws that um, essentially will um, you know uh, cost people lives and, and in many instances. You know, people who have months and years uh, and decades to live. There's a you know, um, stories on our website, Pref, um, PatientsRightsAction.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well done. Of um, of a woman um, who out, who outlived um, her doctor, right. who pro- uh, diagnosed her with a, a terminal illness. Um, I mean, that's that's the the story of success. Uh, you know, in a nutshell, along with people like Stephanie Packer, um, and so. You know, we have to we have to fight against this notion that some lives are, are more worthy 
um, than others, um, which is inherent in the, in the dangerous and discriminatory policies of assisted suicide. Very good. Thank you so much for taking some time this morning, Mr. McIntosh. We look forward to talking to you again. I'm sure we will uh, in the upcoming months ahead as uh, we're going to be dealing with this issue here in Illinois. Thank you for taking some time this morning. Uh, thank you for your time and thank you for your listeners' time. Great. Ian McIntosh from Patients' Rights Action Fund. Uh, we will give some of the information on how to reach him here in a second. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to be joined by uh, Veronica Rouchard. She's from the Sophia Institute. Uh, don't go away.